Hello and welcome to a special edition of what is like at least a quarter of a podcast. I'm sat down with Remy Govan in Mont-Saint-Anne and we're going to do a quick results recap from qualifying today. Now there's lots of excitement going about but largely we're talking about the overall and, and what that means as we come out to close out the 2023 season. Remy, thank you very much for coming on. You've done a fair few World Cups. You've ridden here a couple of times, I'd imagine. Yeah, I would say I've probably raced the World Cup here three or four times, and then we did a National Champs once here in 2012. I think I did a Canada Cup here as well, somewhere in there, maybe 2009 or 10. It's been a while now since I've raced here, though. When it comes to nerves, do you pref- does it lend itself to having a longer track so you can kind of go into it, or do you want something short and sweet? You can go out the gate hot and get it done. Uh, I think for me... Um, I definitely like the longer tracks, especially now uh, racing enduro. I think like if I was to come do a downhill race, I'd want to do a Mont Saint Anne or a Fort William because uh, just because that's the style that we're racing now in enduro. So um, yeah, definitely jealous of all these riders on track this weekend. I've been pretty much on track um, all the practice sessions so far, and yeah, it looks awesome. Now before we get into the results. Something that you've mentioned and something I've been seeing a lot at the bottom of the track is quite a high amount of punctures, mechanical failures, front, rears, anything going. I saw Jackson Goldstone rip, ripped off a mech as he rolled through. It seems there are a lot of mechanical casualties up out there, which could really play in to the elite men's overalls, which we'll touch on in just a moment. I think that was actually Laurie's mech that was ripped off. I can see how you can oh, get them confused, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, <don't, laughs> they're I mean, really hard to tell apart. They look, <laughs> they ride the same, they're the same size, and... Uh, they have pretty similar kits and Red Bull helmets, yeah, so yeah. Totally. It all gets a bit much for the old Quinster. <laughs> so, first of all, we'll speak with, to the elite women. Now, Valley Hole closed out elite qualifying, and although she's already won the overall, I imagine she's got a point to prove. For the last couple of, maybe one or two years, she's felt like she's established herself as untouchable, and all it's taken is a charging, resurgent Marine Cabaroo to show that that definitely isn't the case, as well as the odd win from Nina Hoffman. As we go into this last race... And as a, just to recap the qualifying, it was Hull from Cabaroo, Hoffman, Seagrave, then Yonset in fifth. Do these elite riders care about titles? Or do you think there's an element of pride in Valley Hall wanting to close us out and saying, you know what, Cabaroo, don't get ahead of yourself going to this off-season because I'm still very much the dominant rider? Yeah, I think downhillers, uh, they always want to win. You know, their, their egos are fragile, um, every single one of them. So, uh, yeah, you just want to make sure that you establish yourself as the best and make sure that uh, people all know. Um, but from the other side, down, downhill is a dangerous sport. You know, Valentina Holt, she's done, you know, one of these kind of huge things, I mean, winning an oval, such a massive achievement. Is there much in it for her to risk? I suppose at this point in her career even, she might already be thinking, I want to get as many of these World Cup wins as I can. I think, like, to us, it looks like risk as well, but I think that that's just the pace that she can ride and is comfortable riding. Like, you, I've, again, I was on track all weekend, and she comes through these sections, and she just visibly looks just a touch stronger than everyone else. Like, she, her bike is perfect she's riding super well right now um obviously just come off you know winning the world the the overall title so she's just i think confident and riding so well that it maybe maybe isn't even as risky as we think well that's it now speaking about risk let's get to the men's overall because for anyone that follows downhill you basically need to do like 
at least a foundation level degree to understand the overall points and its complexity. <laughs> However, it has been tied up for this round because there are no points for qualifying or semi-finals, only for the overall. The math is a little easier. The math is a little easier. I mean, still, I'm going to struggle, quite frankly. <laughs> but basically, if Loris... Basically, so, currently, in the overall, it goes... <clears throat> Loic Bruni is leading with 15-18. Then, close behind, is Loris Verger on 1,458 points and then Jackson Goldstone in third and Finals in fourth. So all of those riders are theoretically in touch. If Loic wins, he obviously takes the overall, but this is where it gets a bit juicier. So if basically Loris needs to beat Loic by more than 60 points, so if he can continue this trend of new winners, winners each round, he will need Loic to rank third or lower in finals. Now, there are some other maths going on. For instance, if Loris can take ninth. So to break down the relationship between Loris and Loic, the lowest Loris can place is ninth, because as long as Loic crosses the line in 30th, he will pick up a further 30 additional points. The two Frenchmen have the closest battle raging this week, as Loic needs to finish at least second to fully close Loris out. To make sure he says ahead of the Canadian, of the Canadians, Loris will need to lead Jackson by 92 points, meaning a finish or fourth or better keeps him ahead. So, it's kind of complicated. In the fight of Loic versus Loris versus Finn, Loris just needs to be sixth to build a gap that cannot be closed. Now, next we have Jackson Goldstone. Now, he's the rider, uh, next rider in the running for the Oval after an impressive first year of elite racing. If Jackson can take his second win this season, he will need Loic to finish ninth or lower. So, Jackson needs to score 152 points more than Loic. Lastly, there is Finn, who lies with a 198-point deficit to Loic, so he will need to replicate his win from last year. So, if he wins, that basically means Loic needs to be lower than 18th. So, basically, all of these riders are really kind of hoping for some, not necessarily bad luck, but a bad run on Loic's behalf. Yeah, and I think that's super possible. Like, you look at all the flat tires, all the mechanicals, it's definitely possible for anything to happen at this point. Um, this track's just so demanding on equipment, so there is the first factor. The next factor is there's pr some pretty significant weather that's supposed to roll in tonight and then go all day tomorrow. It's actually a tropical storm from Cuba. I believe it's called Philip. Oh, Philip, you can, <laughs> you can have a hand in the downhill overall title. Holy Michael. So that'll make it definitely interesting. The good news is, is that it's not gonna change hopefully throughout the day too much i think the rain's going to come in tonight it's going to affect the track from the very beginning so the riders at least can deal with the changes in practice in the morning and then make a game plan for their final run but that's not to say that this rain doesn't come in extremely heavy at a certain point and mess things up i mean in this situation where you know sort of the pressure i would say is between loik and loris them being so close in the overall is there something to be said for Finn coming from so far back? Kind of got nothing to lose. Because if he goes for the win and everyone else is kind of in their head a bit, that's maybe when the, I think Jackson and Finn are riding maybe with a little bit less pressure than the, the two French riders. For sure. I think that they definitely have a good shot, both of them. They both actually, Finn actually didn't have a good run today. He uh, had a mechanical. Um, I think he was passed by Jackson. 
uh, I was standing in the rock garden and I was waiting for Finn to come by and then Jackson came through. But again, doesn't matter because there's no points today. Yeah. So he's safe. Um, I think they're definitely in a good position to do really good results without that added pressure. I think it's definitely like a long shot for them to win this title mm. at this point. But again, like that's kind of the perfect place to be for a good result to, uh, tomorrow in the finals or hopefully the finals, you know, yeah. every run, every race run from now on might be the last race run yes. with the weather coming in. So I think that's another kind of factor they should definitely make sure that they're putting their best foot forward in every single run because with the possibility that a run might be cancelled. Yeah. It's quite gnarly. I mean, I think, especially if we look at, to be honest, I'll put my cards on the table. I would really like Loris to take out this overall. I think that he's won so many World Cups, but over so many years. And I think he's probably won like eight or something now, but still not an overall title show for it. I think that sort of, hmm, the, it felt like in Snowshoe a couple of years ago, he wasn't having his best day mentally. He was kind of maybe feeling the pressure a bit. And I think it would be wonderful for him to win, especially going up for someone so established, almost like a one-day specialist, like world champ specialist like Bruni. Yeah, he's second in the overall, yet he's the underdog somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that I would also, I would also love to see Loris uh, do that for himself. I mean, Loic is just a machine. Like, we can never count him out. But uh, he, needs be, to, he needs to learn to share, man. <laughs> He everyone, should, yeah, everyone. Just, for sure. He's your best mate for bloody hell. Give him a chance. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he it works like that in Loic's mind though. If Loic's a gentleman, he will break the beam and then step off his bike. <laughs> it'd be a montage. It'd be beautiful. Wow, I don't. It would be. It'd be. It'd be amazing. And I don't think it's gonna happen. But I don't uh, think it's gonna happen either. Yeah. Um, in terms of you know, we've seen so much, like I said, so much just carnage on track how as, as a professional racer when you're trying to protect either a lead or, or a good result is it ever possible to completely charge and do so without feeling me sort of mechanically vulnerable in a track this rough and fast can you get to be that you know have, have to know you're gonna be that precise on the limit to not rip off a mech you know put the bike down too early or do you think they can only go to like 95 because the track is just so rough what I would hope is that they've done enough runs at close to that pace and kind of know where the, like the serious danger zones are. There's a couple rocks that in the, in the main rock garden, the like iconic rock garden of Monsignan, there's a couple rocks that multiple riders in a row were hitting and flatting just like run after run. And it's a tiny rock, but um, definitely causing issues. And I would hope that these riders like know of these little rocks and and uh, change accordingly. But like you can't do that for every single rock on this track. There are so many. There's too many. Um, so yeah, I think you're always going to be vulnerable on this track. Um, and I don't know. I I guess when you're riding at that, you know, that 99 or 100th percentile like things go wrong just that little bit more it's such a long track i think you probably it's going to serve you better to back it off just a touch mm. have a higher overall speed not limit your mistakes you know like any anything where you're like dabbing or slamming on the brakes a bit hard those are tenths or even whole seconds that you can lose so uh monson and for sure is a game of 
like an average speed more so than any other downhill track i would say and do you think mechanicals punctures wheel breakages are more or less likely in the wet because sometimes like the the water can kind of almost like provide a bit of lubrication to slice tires yeah. easier my gut wants to say a little bit less because it's going to slow the speeds down a little bit but because in the dry they're just moving so fast so like fast, yeah. the it grip brutally fast the grip right now is really good the dirt is good um it definitely dried up a lot this afternoon but like for all intents and purposes this is the perfect condition right now in monsonan so i think uh some rain would definitely slow things down um and just cause other problems cause <laughs> problems indeed <laughs> a lack of grip for uh to name one yeah. and for the uh, listeners at home how does this place ride in the wet is it something they get slippier grippier faster slower I think it rides okay. Um, there's not too much clay here from what I can remember. Um, you know, we've, we've seen some pretty good runs in the wet after, yeah. after a predominantly dry race. So I think it's still doable. Um, there's definitely some lines out there that people are doing, which I don't think, <laughs> I don't think will work in the wet, but we'll see. I mean, I've been surprised just watching this weekend so far like what these guys are doing it's it's really incredible especially coming from enduro and watching you know the best enduro racers ride sections but we're on enduro bikes and and i think the limit is just a slightly lower like the bike literally cannot take these impacts whereas these downhill bikes like along with the skill of these riders they can just like come up short on something and the bike just takes just the goes. entire impact and they just ride through it like nothing and uh combine that with like some pretty steep sections it's pretty incredible to watch and so to close us out who do you think will be taking home the win and the overall title who would your money be on if uh, if you're a betting man uh if i was a betting man i would have to say log bruni i mean the odds probably aren't very good to bet money on him. <laughs> I'd say he's pretty much the favorite. But uh, yeah, you saw it today in qualifying, uh, number one. Um, and yeah, I would love to see a Canadian win on Canadian uh, mm -hmm. turf, but it's hard Madden to bet against. I think Canadian winner of the race, French winner for the overall, obviously. But I'd say Loic probably for the overall. I think he's... I would. My heart says Loris. My brain says Loic. It'd be sick to see Loris win, but yeah, I think... Uh, it's gonna be tough. Loic just he just uh, like comes alive with the pressure. I think he's probably one of the best at just like overcoming pressure and uh, making it happen when it is really clutch. And with that and the return of the Bucket Boys, we're in a van. The audio quality is terrible, and we even had a screaming child at one point. Get in the comments. Let us know who you think is going to win tomorrow, both the World Cup itself as well as the World Cup overall. And let us know if the terrible audio quality and quick upload was just too much to palate. Thank you very much, Remy, for coming on. Thank you so much, Henry.